Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I am Alistair George William Chalmley. Virtual thank you <laughs> desperately. I'd like to thank you with every fibre of my being. I and w- I have a pretty fibrous being and I ate... Uh, some bok choy. Some bok choy. And that is very fibrous. Very fibrous. And some celery. I had I- some celery as well. Also a very fibrous. Those thick tubular fibres. Mmm, Tubular. Like it's like their veins. You gotta like chew through celery's veins. Yeah, yeah. I th- they're the xylem and the phloem, Alistair. The xylem and the phloem. The xylem and the phloem. I'm surprised that that doesn't get used in rap more. Yeah. The xylem and the phloem and the bingen and the bongen. <laughs> and I'm surprised bingen and the bongen doesn't get used in rap a bit more. Well, if they used more celery-based raps, mm. there'd be more opportunities. Do you think that um, we could run a service mm. whereby we give out our phone number yep. and rappers can just call us up okay. when they're having trouble with a word yeah. and we'll give them a rhyming word? So sort of yeah. like a rhyme zone, but, but for... But for the telephone. For the telephone, <laughs> a yeah. A rhyme phone. Rhyme phone. I like that. And um, yeah. I, guess, I guess, you know, it, it could... If it takes off, I realise it could be quite intrusive, you know, like it'd be hard to... Do we get money? I, um, well, it definitely probably cost us money, having keeping and the phone and that sort of thing. Running all the time. And... Which is a kind of money. Yeah. So, but we wouldn't get like a payment. It wouldn't be like a, like a, Maybe like a sexy hotline kind of thing, but like, yeah. like a dollar an hour. Oh, that's too little. Alistair, <laughs> 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 you started way too low. <laughs> Have we talked about this of, like, a phone line? And I know it feels like the hackest sketch idea. Yeah. But, like, instead of sex, like, you call up just to have some other kind of conversation. Like, it's it's a deeply fertile area for comedy in terms of just the number of things that you could easily do with it. Sure. Um. Well, would you... Mm. Let's say you could give up what you do for a living. Yeah. And you could do a phone-based job. Yeah. How much would you have to get paid and what would it have to be on the phone? Okay, I would probably do it for, say, 80 bucks an hour. Yeah. Or, uh, no, let's say a dollar a minute. Okay, that's nice. That's not too right? bad. Dollar a minute. And maybe maybe what it is is you'll call me up mm-hmm. and I'll pretend like we have a podcast together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we we could just you know riff or whatever it is yeah. whatever kind of podcast you're into sure. I'll I'll do that kind of podcast because everyone's not into the same thing yeah. I realize but I'm here to make you happy and you're the one who's paying the dollar a minute yeah so we can just we can just podcast so that's good yeah and so yeah. then you could work 15 minutes that'd be 15 dollars yeah how much do you currently is that how does that wait 10 dollars 10 hours that would be so that would be kind of yeah okay let's not I was about, <laughs> I was about to reveal how much you get paid. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Alistair, but do you think then that you and I, yeah, like like if you found out that I had been calling up a podcast chat yeah. line, sure, right, and having doing a podcast with some stranger, mm. would you be offended? You know, well, I'm I paying a dollar a minute to look. I, in terms of like jealousy to, and things yeah. like that, um, I'm happy to sort of be sort of polypat. Podcasty with you, poly, 
podcastable. But it doesn't bother you that I might not be getting what I want from this podcast, like that you're not giving me what I need in terms of a podcast partner. Well, see, I think if I was doing it, if I was the, if I was you, and yeah. I was doing that kind of thing, I would see myself as I have my own podcast, but it's just all in other people's podcasts. So I would just see it as more of a solo solo project rather than, yeah. Um, that that what we have is a sacred bond and that you're with me because you can't get what I give you anywhere else. That's a really beautiful way to look at it and thank you for ha- being so cool with this. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know that Because a only... lot of the other podcasts I do are really filthy. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like we get into some real gross stuff. Andy, the only way that it would bother me is if the podcast that you did with other people was way funnier. <laughs> And more successful. And way more successful, yeah. So I guess to answer your question is that I won't be jealous as long as they seem less good. Well, and I said the good thing is, well, and, and then that's great, isn't it? Because that'll actually keep our relationship stronger yeah. because I'm not, like this this podcast, it just it doesn't mean anything, right? There are no downloads. There are no stats. It's just me and another person doing a podcast on the phone. Yeah. Pretending to do a podcast. I mean, you could be actually recording a podcast, though. No, but we're not. That's not what this is. Well, I know, but he's allowed to record the phone call, right? That's not, that's not against the rules. Sure. <laughs> but maybe I get a discount rate then if, the, uh, if he's going to record it and, you know, upload it. You get a discount rate, like as yeah, in you're well, going to charge paying, him even less. No, I'm paying a dollar a minute to call up this person. Oh, you're paying. I know. I was asking. So, but how are you making money to live? I I changed the idea halfway through oh. to be where I have a. I'm not getting what I need from this podcast, Alistair, and I'm calling up uh, a podcast line. Oh. Sorry. No wonder you were so cool with it. Now I find out. Well, no. Well, now, I mean, now that you tell me that the reason that you do it is because you're not getting everything from this podcast. I still feel like I'm not in this podcast to give you everything you need. <laughs> like that's that's good. You know, we're not here to absolutely satisfy each other. Um and I think that that's okay. Um do you think there's a sketch in any of that? I think the idea of calling something cuz you don't get everything you need from it. Uh, I mean, the podcast one, do you think that's too weird? Maybe like it's, it's too, too specific. Too specific. Or something. Yeah. Unless we were to do it as a sketch, as ourselves, sort yeah, of like right. in a Marin type t- TV yeah, show great. where we're playing ourselves, <laughs> but everything's just fucking weird, right? Like it, yeah. it, it, we're playing ourselves, but in a universe in which all the stupid stuff that we would come up with in a sketch is kind of possible and real. Yeah, to a certain extent. So, for example, pool tables have clitorises. Exactly. Oh, that's kind of fun because then that's like that's like being in the Marvel universe. Yeah. But where particular sketch ideas... It's the two in the think tank extended universe. Extended universe. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Disney was to buy us at some point. And the, the idea that it's kind of like that those Pixar theories that every mm. sketch is actually all part of the same universe. Yeah. And as soon as something happens, then that also means that that's... Uh, hey, that's, why not? That's now... That's, that's now canon. That's now canon. And you've got to make it work. So um, I'm going to write this down as a yeah, sketch. Yeah, 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 great. But then also within that sketch, there is the two in the think tank uni- extended universe. Oh, it's amazing that the extended universe is within the sketch mm. rather than the other way around. But, hey, Alistair, well, anything's possible in the two in the think tank extended universe or the titty you, as everyone's going to call it. Um, which I'm, is also what we're going to call our university. Yeah. <laughs> And look, I hope we don't get a whole lot of people who are enrolling for the wrong reasons. Goodness. Titty you. Um, <laughs> They're going there. Enrolling in a university f- to see breasts. <laughs> like paying thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 for yeah. four years yeah. in the hope. Um, Catching a glimpse. Um, but when you, yeah. Um, I got a new. I got another idea, though. All right. Mm-hmm. And what it is is it's a a friend. Okay, it's two people who are friends, right? And uh, one of them discovers that the other one is a really good conversationalist. Okay. Right. Yeah. And they start pimping them out as a person to have good conversations with. <laughs> 
Do they start getting really aggressive with them? <laughs> I think like, that the power dynamics of the relationship are probably pretty complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want it to get too dark. No, I think it would be funny if it got dark. I'd be like, you're an amazing conversationalist. And he finds a way yeah. of making money from that. Yeah. Like yeah. he rents them out to parties to just wander around. Exactly. And then occasionally the guy walks into the party and grabs, like, money from him. Yeah. Or he just is hanging out under a bridge somewhere and guy <laughs> pulls up in a car and says, you want to chat? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that'd yeah. be great! Yeah, I like that. And Have you also, been? What about if it's he's at when he's at a party? He's like making people laugh in a group, like right. that with his conversation, and they're kind of like you know, he's telling the story and things yeah. like that. And he goes, "Now, um, would anybody uh, like to go into uh, that room over there and have a private <laughs> conversation?" <laughs> Like yeah. that, and they're kind of walking right. out and they go, okay, it'll be uh, 50 bucks for uh, 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 bucks for the, uh, for the, oh, you know, some, for, yeah. the, for the small talk. But uh, if you want a deep and meaningful, uh, DM. Yeah, you can, uh, it's 160 bucks for the full hour. <laughs> but we'll go deep. We'll go yeah. real deep. I'll reveal a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there, uh, wait, conversationalist. Having a chat. Have you been? Oh, I can't remember. I had another little, little germ of a thing. Uh, oh, okay. This is. Look, this is not okay. What I'm about to say. Okay, Andy. I'm really excited about it. Oh, uh, look. I mean, it's probably fine. I don't know, but but I have noticed that there's a trope in like when there's some kind of sex worker story mm. in a piece of popular media yeah. of some kind. There's you'll inevitably hear from them. And it might even be something that's reported in the news as well. Or, you know, if somebody does a, a story about sex work, um, that that a lot of the time the guys are just lonely and they just want a talk, someone to talk to. Yeah. yeah so like, films do you think that for this conversationalist, a lot of the times it turns out the guys are just horny and they want just have, <laughs> <laughs> to have someone to have, have sex, sex with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just lonely and I just desperately wanted to put my end away. <laughs> and then they do it anyway, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, that, that, that make... That, I'm just uncomfortable with it because I don't know where the comedy's coming from in that uh, idea, if it's just mocking. I think it's just coming from the reversal. It's just the reversal, which is sometimes something they ask them to do. And... <laughs> Um, this is separate from this, and but right, this is a partially outside idea. Yeah, bring it in. Um, but it's back bit, in the outside idea. But it's a it's a it's a bit sci-fi. Yeah, it's a sort of it's a world sort of like the scenario with the fifth element, mm. right? Where this uh, kind of all-powerful kind of you know, or this this very powerful benevolent but aliens, per, no perfect being. Mm. She comes into this world. And she's, you know, some of her perfection is represented in her, in her, in her sort of physical attractiveness. Yep. Like that. Uh, much like Lola, Lula, Nanu, whatever name mm. is. Nanu is what my son calls my, grand, my mother. So <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. Um, but, and then, but she's also kind of naive of the ways of the world. Right. And uh, this is kind of a trope also in films where there's a guy and he's like, so attracted to her, but she does kind of have the mind of a child. Yes. And she's like, what is kissing? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, do you know what kissing is? And she's like, what is that? And he's like, let me show you. Like, then you go. Does Ugh. that happen in The Fifth Element? Well, I mean, that's kind of what she is. She's kind of really Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. I get it. I just, he, and obviously that's the idea of it. But whether or not that scene actually was in there. But I then, like, remember. the idea of, like, whether or not that's okay. Yeah. If you've, like, it doesn't matter what age your your body is. If you've only existed for mm. the last, like, eight days of this adventure that you've been on. Yeah. And sure, you've watched, uh, like, what looked like a big compile of clips from MTV or something. Yeah. like something. But I don't think that counts. <laughs> I don't think that counts as, <laughs> as enough human knowledge. That's not maturity. Yeah. And so I think the idea that, like, he would kind of be like, do you know what kissing is? She goes, no. And he goes, well, this is definitely not okay. <laughs> you better stay away from me, young lady. 
Uh, Jesus Christ, you're going to get me into some trouble. <laughs> oh, and you know what? And I don't feel okay. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm experiencing some... But then I think it's wrong of him to say you're going to get me into some trouble, right? Because that's, that's very much putting it on her. That's right? true. So it's like... And then... Well, More like the constraints of this narrative device are going to get me in some trouble. Mind you, I still have agency, although since we're in a plot, I don't. I I'm think not that, responsible, but I am for my own actions. I think that he should come back having, like, you know, after he backs away. Yep, comes back in 18 years or something. No, 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 no. He just, like, he comes back and then he can say that he's, sorry, I said that, you know what, like, I said that this was, that, that you're, you're getting me in trouble, you're but me really, trouble. it's me. And I'm going to get me in trouble and i got to take responsibility for my own... Issues. It's just that you're very beautiful. I don't even know if it's okay for me to be telling you this right now. I'm. I'm sorry. I'll take that away again. I'm going to go away and get some help. Yeah. All right. I'm going to spend some time to work on myself. And look, uh, I'm going to enroll you in daycare. I guess. <laughs> Full grown woman, but like she'd love blocks. Yeah, she probably would. Lilu, Lilu's that her name? Leela. Leela. She would have loved blocks. Layla. Layla. Well, she ate that whole... Was she also in Run, Lola, Run? Is that what we're getting confused with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never saw Run, Lola, Run, but I think they had... The two characters had similar hair. Did they? Similar names? And maybe similar names. <sighs> maybe they had the same body and were played by the same actress. I think that's, I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's interesting. But then do we then go to this daycare and see that it's entirely full of... Uh, Aliens and robots and also children who've cast a wish and found themselves in the body of an adult, right, who then still need time to mature before they be considered an adult by any... But is, is it like a daycare or is it like a place that protects them from adults? <laughs> from the protagonists of sci-fi movies. <laughs> yeah. That's, look, that's quite possible. So in a, in a way, it's kind of like a reverse... It's like a reverse prison. Yeah. Okay. Where you just keep everybody out. Where you keep yeah, you keep other people out, and it's they're they're kind of for like uh, adult-bodied but child-minded orphans. Yes. Because they don't have a parents to protect them. Sure. Who've just come into the world due to some, you know, event. That's right. And obviously, the, a better scenario would be for them to have some kind of foster parents. They could help and teach them about the ways of the world and they could learn from society sure. or something like that. But then that's clogging up the foster system for people who are not all powerful beings <laughs> that, and have adult bodies. And, so, and that's what this sketch is really about. It's a satire on the foster care system, which is inadequately funded and doesn't have sufficient oversight, but still can do very good things. Can do good things and it can help the people. And the support uh, so, do you think there's a sketch? Yeah, in that? I think there's a sketch in that. I think uh, it's it's uh, it's it's, it's going to toe a very fine line, Alistair. It's very like potentially problematic, but it's addressing something that is also more problematic. And so, I think in that way, the sketch is good and necessary, and not at all bad and unnecessary. So it's good and necessary. Yes, and not at all bad, and ne- unless unless it is bad in a way oh, that we can't see. Look, it's possible. I mean, we we're not all powerful beings, you know. When the, it, it is it is interesting that they come and they're, you know, sort of got all this wisdom of some kind, mm, like ancient wisdom, ancient wisdom, but like no street smarts. Yeah, no street smarts. No, no knowledge of our culture and and its uh, and its uh, sort of uh, rules and mores. Mores. Yeah. But what would this ancient knowledge look like? I mean, I think with the lady in, in The Fifth Element, her knowledge seemed to consist mostly of kung fu. Kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how innocent can you really be if you've come from an ancient culture where literally the only thing anybody knows is kung fu? It's kung it sounds fu. like there's bad stuff going on in that universe. Yeah. Well, it's kung fu, but then it's also being able to have lasers go through you and be used as a portal to shoot lasers that can destroy oncoming sort of black hole planets. Yeah, evil. Conscious, evil black hole planets that yeah. can make you bleed from under your plastic cap. The evil dark orb. But was that blood? Or was that like chocolate sauce? It looked 
kind of black and gloopy. I always thought that it could have been some of his hair product. I also kind of wondered if that was the case. Yeah. But then if he's wearing hair product, why has he got that plastic cap thing on? Do you think, now now that Gary Oldman has played both that character yes. and Winston Churchill, yes. do you think in a way they're both the same character? Because <laughs> they're both kind of great leaders but just at differing times? And do you think that that means the kind of Gary Oldman is sort of starting to repeat himself? Mm. Uh, Did that big evil orb, it doesn't seem so crazy that that big evil orb represented Germany or Adolf Hitler. But also the guy that Gary Oldman played, Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg, I believe was his name. (laughs) (laughs) If you want something done properly, do it yourself. Yeah. Is a line he says. And then, yeah. Uh, he was evil. So he was also evil. He was also evil. I think he was a slave to the orb. So if you're suggesting that Winston Churchill was a sleeper agent for Hitler, that, Alistair, is a big, a big statement to be making. I don't know if we should be doing that on this podcast. I don't think this is the place for that. We have our other podcast, <laughs> ruining, uh, ruining Legacies. You're dead. It's not slander. It's called. And we, man, we put the boot into some pretty big names. I know, but I think that, you know, if somebody else had been the leader. Yes. Other than Winston Churchill, they could have done better, potentially. Quite possibly. I was listening to a podcast recently about... Winston Churchill's complicity in the uh, famine in India, and it was not good. It was disgusting, right? Yes. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. And would you say that a guy who was complicit in that was good? No. 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 So then I guess we can cancel starting that other podcast (laughs) and say that he's just like Zorg. Does Does at some point in... In during the World War, does he grab a kind of automatic weapon and start shooting it wildly? Yeah, I think he also had the philosophy, if you d- want something done properly, do it yourself. Yeah. His famous speech, I will fight them on the beaches. I will fight them <laughs> myself. <laughs> myself. I will punch you in the face <laughs> with my own knuckles. That's a thing that no or very few military leaders do, in, you know, or great wartime leaders mm. do in their speeches, is personally threaten to punch members of the other side. They seem very protected. Yeah, and I think it'd be interesting... I'll tell you who doesn't do that. Duterte. Duterte? He <laughs> would say that he, he would punch you. Yeah, he said I would punch you. He, he has said, I will personally shoot these people. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of atrocities, Duterte seems to... Is that slanderous to say that Duterte is involved in some pretty horrible... Well, he said he doesn't give a shit about human rights, so... Yeah, I know. But they're saying it, then they're doing it, and he seems to also be doing it. Alistair. Yeah. Um, that's for that's the start of that other podcast again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about this? Yes. Um, what about this, right? Set in the Philippines. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. What was it? Where were you starting? Uh, it's a Philippine head screwdriver, right? And what it is... <laughs> Yeah. Is uh, the head of the Philippine head of screwdriver? D- Duterte is Duterte's face, and and he's created. He's a he's a dictator. Let's say it's mm. not necessarily Duterte, but in this particular circumstance, yeah. it is Duterte. Yeah, uh, and he's a dictator, and you know it's a it's a more advanced version of a Duterte, and he has created a series of screws, and he's it's now the only screws allowed to be mm. used in the Philippines. They're called the Philippine head screwdriver. And the reverse is just an imprint of Duterte's face, and then the, you got then the head of the drill is the front of his face. Of his face, yeah. And uh, and that's all I got. I think that's interesting because you know those leaders of countries they always put in their face on the coins, yeah. right? And that's just a round little bit of metal. Exactly. Why aren't they putting it on the heads of screws or hammers? I oh. guess the idea of being pounded in the face by mm. a hammer is probably not a good image for. Uh, dictator to I know, put but, out there. But to have your face holding up buildings? What if your face was on the hammer? Yeah, but then you were still bashing it. I think <laughs> if, if you're bashing your two heads against each other. Yeah, that's fine. I think that's fine, yeah. Yeah, anything that's round and metal. Hubcaps. Yep, hubcaps. Hubcaps with his face. 
batteries, uh, sort of a you know, um, saucepans, saucepans. Yeah, they all get they all get a lot less funny after. Uh, what screws about ninja stars? Sure. Yeah, shurikens. Yep. Um, no way. We got to find one more funny one. Ah, oh, okay. Something sort of round, round and metallic, pie dish. Um, oh yeah. What about a lazy Susan? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Pie dish is good. I like that. Um, anyway, write in uh, to write the podcast yeah. whether your round metallic objects. That you would put Duterte's face on. Model UFOs. Is this a, is this a sketch? I think, okay, okay. Uh, I, think, I, think there is a, I think there's a potentially very funny dictator type character to be mm. done. And wanting his face on things is, uh, is a funny thing. Yeah, like a so, whole. There is a sketch within. Maybe we could make a movie called like the Di- the dictator or something like that. Sure. Oh, and how great is this dictator? I think yeah. Okay. How about that? He's called the great dictator. Cool. Yeah. Great. Um, wait. What was the, the? Is that the Charlie Chaplin one? No. Uh, yes, that is. Yeah. And what's the what's the Sasha? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Aaron Cohen, one call. I think that's just the dictator. Okay, right. Well, how about we make two? Yep. We call one each. Yeah, great. Anyway, dictator. And we call it modern times. <laughs> um, I've got a new, I've got another thing, Alistair, right? Yep. That I'll start pitching to you while you're writing down, and hopefully yep. you can uh, you can jump aboard, right? It's like you know how there's a there's a rule or there's this there's a, what's it called like duty of care or something? But like if 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 you see somebody get injured, it's good to have a basic standard of uh, first aid. Mm-hmm. So that you can help them. Yep. Right. Um, oh my, we'll we'll see if this idea works. Right. But like, but that's only for if people are injured, right? Yeah. Or people are, are hurt. Like, there's no expectation that if you drive past a pothole in the road, that you'll get out and try and fix that pothole. That's true. At the moment, there's no societal expectation. There's no Good Samaritan thing. There's no yeah. If you see a, a fence post that could use a couple more hammers to be banged back in. Yeah. Um, those those fencing fencing nails, staples. Sure. If you see a hungry bird. There's no expectation that you should go out and you should that's outside chew of, up some food. And outside of your realm of responsibility. Bird, right. But I wonder if we could uh, introduce an idea that there is now a social pressure or, or there's a social expectation that you will repair a pothole in a road or you will do like minor road maintenance if you drive past something that is broken or mm-hmm. damaged yeah. or, you know, a broken window, you know, first on the scene, everybody has a basic standard of glazier, glazing yeah. skill so they're able to do the first level repairs, chipping out the old putty, yeah. um, you know, cleaning up the broken glass and maybe preparing the surface with an oil or a bit of sanding or whatever it is so that mm. when the glaziers arrive, yeah. they're able to tell them what the situation is yeah. and, uh, and what needs to be so done. So it's kind of like a you smelt it, you dealt it kind of scenario, mm. but whereas like that in that scenario would be your job to sort of air out the room. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yes. Um, and so social yeah. responsibility, yeah. You're a first responder, okay, and uh, it's, it's, it's just a done thing that, you know, you have, you have a duty of care. You've, you, you were there, you're on the scene, okay, mm. you, and there's a, maybe there's a doctor ABC, but for broken windows or something sure. like that. What about, like, if uh, in this scenario, like, what's, what's broken is, like, a, a business or something like that. You go past, it's a build, business boarding up its windows. Right. You know, and it's, so if you were the first to see that, yep. is it kind of your responsibility to try to get it going again as a, as a shop? Jump in and at least keep it running until mm. they can appoint liquidators or sell the business to somebody with more skill. Yeah, or, or it's like, it's almost a curse now. It's almost like, you know, like that thing where, yes. where you, you know, if you wished for uh, you know, the ability to keep regenerating. Right, yep. and you cut off your finger, right? You cut off your finger. What if, like, then two, 
you know, like your finger grew back, but then a whole other you grew back on the other Out finger. Out of the tip of the finger. Like that, right? So then suddenly you've got these things that keep repairing each yeah, other too much. Yeah, but then even a, like if a, if, a, if a skin cell flakes off you, mm. which it does millions of times a day probably, yeah, those all become <laughs> yeah. new versions of you. That's right, yeah. And so this is a, a metaphor for what happens when things start breaking down. You do you a know? shit, right? And all the blood cells yep. that have passed through your system been excreted by the liver every single one of those becomes a new you yeah and it comes out you they're all all the new you's are covered in shit (laughs) but that shit turns into new you's oh some of that shit some of the shit but some of that shit's also turning into carrots and and (laughs) lamb and and things like that so you take a shit and then you're on a huge pile of life a lot of which is clones of you yeah but also other animals. Everything has these crazy wolverine powers. I mean, I'm Man, surprised so that th- when you bite into a carrot, your mouth doesn't just fill up with carrots, which it does, but then you got to just start pushing down these huge... <laughs> you just got to swallow whole carrots. And then as... Because as soon as you damage everything, everyone would be so careful all the time because as soon as you damage anything, yeah. you end up with two or three or 20 of whatever that thing is. Yeah. This is a real nightmare, Alistair. So carrot, carrot would just come out full carrot, hopefully. But, but then why are you bothering to eat it at all? I know, I don't know. <laughs> so you don't feel hungry? I guess we would eat sort of smaller things that just... Grapes? Yeah, I guess so, but grapes are going to break up into so many parts. Okay, so what's like a corn? Corn would be great, okay, just corn kernels. Mm. Don't know how you get it off the corn cob, though, without making a whole lot more corn cobs. Because the thing is, the great thing about corn is it just passes straight through your system without yeah. being digested. I know, but then how do you end up absorbing? Well, you can't. You can't can absorb you? All anything. the best you can hope for is to be full yeah. of corn and not have more corn <laughs> <laughs> cause you to explode and then the exploded you turns into more use. Because then if you be, oh yeah, I mean. It's going to be a nightmare for the world's food system. I know, but it's also going to be, like, great for people who are hungry. I mean, like, I mean, the people who are, I mean, once this gets taken into effect, things are going to crumble pretty fast. (laughs) (laughs) And once they crumble, well, then there's going to be multiples of that thing. Yeah, we're essentially going to become a universal cancer. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is how the Big Bang happened. But with... uh, Through Wolverine healing powers on everything. Yeah, there was, like, one neutron, right, that decomposed into a proton and electron. And then they just keep, oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, I'm just putting it out there, just guys. Putting it, yeah, look, it's possible. And yeah. and so what that was was somebody's wish coming true. Mm. And that's what would explain why it all happened so suddenly. Now, if I liquidity, we could, now all science needs to do is find out who, who made the wish <laughs> and who granted the wish. So we've, we've simplified the problem of the origins of the universe, yeah. which now have two questions that need to be answered. Who was doing the wishing? Who granted the wish? And once we can answer those, we'll know where the universe came from. Yeah, and And why it was that when there was only one person and one person who could grant wishes, that person chose to wish to have regenerative powers. What what would that have meant in context? No, no, they asked for for a neutron to have regenerative powers (laughs) just as it decomposed into a, a proton and an electron. So, yeah. Um, Look, if there are any physicists listening, theoretical physicists who think we might have got to the bottom of something pretty big, please uh, um, tweet in. Is this the origin of the universe? Yeah. I always thought about about writing a, a, a book, but it's not like a book book. It's like one of those books you just buy that's like a shitty kind of like, here, have this for Christmas kind of thing. And every page is a different like origin for how the universe could have come about. Yeah, great. So it's a coffee table book. Or, yeah, coffee you table, know. like garbage, like, you know, Christmas book. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, like, you know, it gets one print run. Yeah. Oh, no, but those things can, can be pretty big, like the ones that are like photos of dogs underwater or some shit. Yeah, like photos that. of dogs oh, underwater. There's millions of those. Yeah, 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 or like, here's like, you know, 25 quotes on art that'll help you become a better artist kind of thing. Yeah, bullshit. Um, I also think, though, that the... The universal first aid uh, thing that that started that um, yeah. stupid regenerative universe thing, which, by the way, isn't a sketch, Alistair. I don't know how that... You're writing it down like it's a sketch, but I don't see 
how the regenerative universe is a anyway um it's it's it I'll tell you this it's closer to being a valid theory for the origin of the universe than it is <laughs> to being a sketch I'm I'm putting it in as a sketch I think origins of the universe are a sketch okay cuz it's got a story yep and it ends in us that's got to be a happy happy thing not what us a, what not a punchline not you and me but you know human um, okay, wait. What was the so it was like universal, universal first, first aid for you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess broken windows and stuff, but also buildings that are or businesses that well, are shutting down. Well, where I was wondering relationships, as well, I it, imagine what, that are falling apart. Well, I wonder if, if let's say you drove past an empty field, mm. isn't what's broken there is the opportunity for there to be something better, and so somebody <laughs> would just if you see an open field and you have to start repairing. <laughs> Uh, yes, the, the the broken future that this thing represents or represents. could represent. Yeah, so maybe you could just create like one of those like big giant glass pyramids that you know they would have in Russia or something like that. Alistair, um, I think you're right. That is what is missing from all big fields is a giant glass, Russian glass, pr- glass pyramid. pyramid. Um, yeah, do you think that's enough sketches for this I episode? Think so. Yeah. I just want to say one last thing just while pop you know, sometimes like you just got lots of memories, you know yeah. that? Well, and then occasionally one just floats to the top and you mm. don't see it for years, but then yep. you just see it. Just then it, I just had this reminder that I had this dream when I was younger of uh of like getting to play in a big empty skyscraper and play hide and seek with a bunch of people. Like a, just a huge group of friends. That's great. How cool would that be? Yeah. Maybe, maybe some laser tag or something like that. Laser tag still feels like the coolest thing. Well, it's basically, it, it's kind of like Die Hard, really, what you're describing, isn't it? Yeah. But like fun and with your friends. Yeah, well, you don't die. You don't die. Nobody dies. Play hard. Yeah. You call it play hard. <laughs> I work hard. I die hard. <laughs> um. Mm. Do you, do we want to do this uh, listener sketch? Or do oh, you yeah, we've got to do a listener because sketch. Because we also have the thing now on on Patreon where you can send us three words and we will come up with a sketch based on those words, right? If you donate $3, we'll, we'll custom, we'll custom think make tank a... you a sketch based on your three words. And these words come from Finlay on Patreon. Yeah. And he uh, his words were, buy a messiah. So some people have gone with random words. He's gone with sort of a f- three-word phrase, by a messiah. I think already it's a poem. It is. It rhymes, yeah. which is great. It but rhymes with itself. By, by a messiah. Oh, yeah. I mean, sort of. You know. Oh, well, that's not what I was saying. It just kind of seems like it evokes something. It does. You know, I picture, you know, Silk Road. Um, you're on the Silk Road. There's, yeah. You know, you, you're, you're sort of you're riding on camels. You arrive in this kind of like... This place, I guess it kind of looks like a, you know, just like a, I mean, look, this is awful. It looks a bit like... <laughs> slave trading option. It looks a bit like a slave trading yeah, option. Yeah, right. But all the people on the block are different messiahs. Yeah, I guess, different you know, messiahs. It did seem like that Cradle of Civilizations area around the Middle East was the origin of a lot of mythology. A lot of the world's religions came out of there. So yeah. it seems like that was probably much like they're also the place where Persian rugs come from. They're also the, they're the place where messiahs come from. Well, I think so if you want a messiah, you can go to some kind of, you know, bazaar or a trading post and, yeah. You know, I think much like uh, a desert is a sort of a place that you don't necessarily want to stand on. It yep. doesn't seem like that you would create rugs to take you away from, from that sensation. Absolutely. Right? But well, you then, also don't want to rest your mind on the nothingness around you, so you would also create, a, you know... A, a hopeful future. Yes. And so you would, you know, that, that <laughs> it's a perfect breeding ground for messiahs. It, it, makes, it makes sense that it is a very fertile, yeah, yeah religious hotspot. Sand is not fertile for many things. But uh, creativity. But for creativity, it's, it's beautiful. And so that's why it was a, very much a hot pot, which is... You know, it's not a good word to use because a hot pot is a, very much a thing that has a lot of water in it. Yes. You know, <laughs> hot water, yes, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll allow. Right, and it's also not a place that you normally sort of create things in. It's usually you cook them and then eat them. It's a form of creation. E- eating. Cooking. Cooking. But anyway. um, uh, that's very good. Is is a sort of a... <laughs> You know, and that, you know, you know, a messiah auction in which somebody is reading out the various 
it's the, the the slave connotations of this are making me uncomfortable. Sure. Well, then it's not actually a slave auction. Right. Um, they they just they're just. Uh, it's more like a dating, you know, like one of those d- dating auctions. Yeah. Where. Um, oh yeah. Okay. There's there's there's, a, there's an abundance <laughs> of messiahs, right? And, and if you put too many messiahs in one place, then they're they're just telling each other yeah. the things. And so there's m- lots of messiahs there. It's more like a messiah glut. It's a it's yeah. a it's a messiah high pressure system, mm-hmm. right? And it's a so plague. It's a plague of messiah. And so now they need to be sent off to other parts of the world where some of their visions can, can so be like useful. So it's like a charity auction kind of a thing, mm. you know, and people, rich people are gathered around and they'll bid on diff- various different ones. Yeah. I quite like the idea of being also, though, able to... They're, they're now with the internet, yeah. right, there's a lot of uh, people who will custom make things for you to mm-hmm. meet your personal needs, right? Sure. You can get somebody to make you a video of something sexy if you yeah. have a particular turn on. You know, you could... send them what you want and they'll they'll film it for you for like a few thousand dollars or yeah. whatever. Or you could you could give them like three words and they would come up with a sketch. Exactly. Idea. <laughs> for three dollars. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Right? But this but with a religion, right? So you it's it's a company mm-hmm. that will, you know, you tell us what sort of what your values are, the things that you want to feel better about in the future, the things that you're not willing to change about yourself, but then the things that you would like to change about yourself, and we'll create a belief system based around that, right? Freelance Messiah. Freelance, yeah. Okay, great. Like an Airtasker kind of a thing? Yeah, or like I just picture it's sort of like a graphic designer. Yeah, great. He's just freelance, and then at some point somebody needs a religion for whatever, and then they kind of give him a vague description of what they want, and then the Messiah has to create this kind of religion (laughs) for him. The whole structure, the whole, you know, whatever, church Then they have this meeting where they're like, actually, this is kind of not really what I was wanting. I was thinking it was going to be a bit more like, like a lot more kind of like curly hair. Yeah. I thought like everybody should have sort of cl- curly but blonde hair. Yeah, great. And then he's going, he goes away and he's like, well, we talked about this in the first meeting and mm. I suggested that and then they said they didn't want that and now I've gone and built that into the entire religion. Everyone's got straight black yeah. hair, right? <laughs> and now they're coming in telling me that they want to change their hair. Yeah. Okay. Is there more money for that? Of course not. No. And, and you know, uh, I'm going to tell him uh, that you know if if there are any changes beyond this, then then that's going to change what my quote was. Yeah, and I'm not reprinting the first testament. So uh, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to issue a second testament with some amendments. Mm-hmm. But that's going to cause a lot of confusion down the road. Right? Yeah. So they, they, these two books are going to be totally contradictory. And uh, uh, look, hey, it's not my problem. I'm not going to be around to sort this out. Because good luck to you. I think uh, I think that's a sketch. I think that's a sketch. Yeah, we did it, Andy. Do you want to take us through the oh, yeah, sketches? Oh yeah, take us through. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, uh, we got we got Andy podcast phone line. This is where Andy uh, calls into this podcast phone line, and he pays a dollar a minute. Yeah. Uh, because he's not getting everything that he wants from doing the podcast with me, and this is within the two in the think tank extended universe. <laughs> The titty you. Where uh, a lot of our podcast ideas, nay, all of them. Exist. Exist. Coexist. Which, which, of course, includes uh, the, the uh, what is it, Infinite Worlds Theory? What's yes. That? And, and which is this podcast. Repeat your tweet that you did to somebody the other day. Oh, we, we were the this official. is the official podcast of the, uh, the Infinite Worlds Theorem. theorem the mo- Many Universes Theorem. Yeah, many, something like that. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, then we got the other podcast is uh, Conversationalist, who is uh, uh, whose friend gets pinned out by their other friend, and sort of you know kind of becomes like a sex work but a sex worker but for for conversation. Yeah, and uh, and then their other friend starts treating them poorly, just because he's got power over him and he needs to make him to make them both money for some reason. Yeah, and I think the friend ultimately realizes that they're not actually bringing anything to the. Relationship, and that's why they become resentful and jealous, and ultimately, you know, feeds into this toxic thing they've got going. It's really horrible. Yeah. Um, all powerful, but naive being, and uh, you know, a man's want to make out with her, but then he stops himself and he realizes this is not okay because you are, although you have the ancient wisdom and and kung fu <laughs> power, 
and and the ability to shoot lasers out that kill sort of huge orbs of pure evil. Um, you're less than five days old. You're less than five days old, and uh, you know what? We need to stop this thing where guys make out with powerful beings like you though, of such a, a a short mental age. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's an interesting. I'll be interesting to see uh, interested to see your script, Alistair. No problem. I'll, I'll have I'll it on my it. desk in the morning. Great. Then we got the dictator who's trying to find more things to put his face on. <laughs> so I think that simplifies it. Yeah, no, that's you know? really good. And he's just kind of in his in his room. He's got people working for him, and he's like, and they're, then they're bringing him samples of his face on different mm. things. So, no, no. Well, what about at least on the on the pom pom of a beanie? What about uh, on the face of another man's face? So, like, say <laughs> we have this sculpture of um, Lemoy. Trondeskin, there right? you go. Our, our, our most famous poet. Lemoy Trondeskin. Yes, and um, what's the, the head of the face? Uh, it's obviously the nose. So mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll put your face on his nose, in the middle of his nose. That's beautiful. Maybe we could put your face also on his eyelids yeah. <laughs> and on each one of his teeth. It's good. I like it. We could cover your own face in your face. Mmm. <laughs> Well, what's the best? What's the most prominent place for my face to be? Clearly, on my face. And that way, every time I put my face on something, there'll be more faces of mine. Faces. (laughs) (laughs) You have to go around and update all the faces with multiple faces of my face. Um, We got the origin of the universe as a wish between a man and another person. On. Uh, where the wish was to create a re- regenerative neutron that was splitting, and then, yes. and then everything splits. And I tell you, if anything, this is our most accessible sketch yet. Yeah, and then we got the uh, the universal first aid sketch. Yes, where, where you have to repair everything that you see. You've got a, a duty, you know. It's essentially that last episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, but with the uh, with the Good Samaritan law, but. It's an expanded version. It's an expanded version of, like, well, it's not actually the episode. I mean, it's kind of that law, but that law applies to all things. Yes. Anything that you can even conceive of of in any way being broken, mm-hmm. you, it's now your responsibility to. Yeah. And also there's thought crime police who... Who <laughs> get you if you don't get do you it. Get you if you don't do it. But also some would say that this vision of society is in itself broken. Well, someone's going to fix it. Someone's gonna you would be now responsible for fixing it. And also, yeah. I'd be responsible because you told me. And then you could ensnare people like that. Yeah, but... All, but, but then clearly your friendship would be broken. And uh, so then... Yeah, if you go around ensnaring people. But then to repair society, you yeah. would, in, then, in that sense, have to become rebels, right? Like fighting to take down... You know, if that's your duty. It's, it is like if you see a problem with the world yeah. around you. You do have a moral obligation to fix it. And if that what that problem is, is the very structure of society. Yeah. You can understand why people would resort to sort of violence. And... Well, no, I don't think you could do that. I think you no. would just go fix it. Oh, right. <laughs> Maybe you could resort to violence, but that would only. Well, lead what are to... the tools? What are the other tools that you have for fixing society, Alistair? Violence? Just... Name one other thing you can do. Like, the society is just some words on a paper. Mm-hmm. You could just go change the words. Oh, right. <laughs> With violence? I don't know. I guess suppose you could try and use a knife to write. Yeah. <laughs> um, is a guy who's tied an, a pen at the end of his sword. Mm. Now I have both powers. <laughs> <laughs> now nothing can defeat me. It's like when you combine the stones of the Infinity Gauntlet. That's a, that's one for the uh, the Weekly Planet fans. Yeah. If I if, if I know what the Infinity Gauntlet is, which I'm not sure that I do, oh. but there are a bunch of stones you get them together. And their powers combined make an all-powerful thing. No, right? like Dragon Ball. Yeah. So the sword and the pen, who's going to stop you? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most powerful thing in the world, in the universe. Um, and then freelance messiah. It's just a messiah who's, you know, for rent. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I suppose I know, he's the son of God or something like that. I think he's... He could, yeah, I suppose he could be the son of God or he could just be... You know, he's a guy who thinks about the future. Yeah. A messiah is just sort of like an ancient futurist. Yeah. But like a, kind of with like a social, 
like a sociologist. An ancient, um, what do you call those people who do like not-for-profit social enterprise? That's right, ancient yeah. social enterprise. Entrepreneur. And uh, he's had to create a new, uh, a new religion for somebody, mm-hmm. and they're kind of, you know, they, they're not telling him exactly what they want in the way, and then they kind of change their mind once they see how, how it's mm-hmm. going to turn out. So that is... That is two in the think tank for this week. And um, as always, we'd like to thank you for listening to the show. And you know The showgram, as I like to call it. The showgram is definitely what he likes to call it. He won't shut up about it behind the scenes. Yeah. And there we are have scenes, scenes. <laughs> because it's a show in the two in the think tank gram. extended universe. A showgram. Showgram. Um, I have been at Stupid Old Andy on Twitter. And I have also been at Alistair TB on Twitter. And we're both at Two in Tank. On Twitter. You can, anytime you want to contact us, contact us on there or on Facebook. Or Send can, us a like. Yeah, and or you can contact us on the Patreon. I think if you if you pledge some money, you they, they give you the right to contact That's us. That's a bloody inside line, mate. That'll go straight into uh, Al's. Uh, email account. Yeah, it goes straight to my email account, and uh, and then I'll see it, and then I won't respond immediately, but it'll play on my mind for days, <laughs> and then eventually I'll get back to you. If if what you really want out of this is your your message to be playing on Al's mind for a long period of time, mm-hmm. then Patreon is definitely the only way to get that effect. Yeah, absolutely. Because Twitter, he'll just reply or he'll like it or something, and that'll he'll forget about it. Yeah. But to plague him. And make him feel bad, mm-hmm. patreon.com forward slash two in tank. Two in tank. Yeah. And, and uh, we're part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. With a whole bunch of really great podcasts. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, we, we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. 